Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Are You Ready for Some Football right here on Movement Radio. I'm Talon Williams. And I am Chip Hazard. Shout out to Roger Sierra. Hopefully he's back with us really soon. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Week 13 Predictions. But before we jump on to Week 13, let's go ahead and kick off with Week 12 Review. Uh, we're going to kick it off with the Thanksgiving games uh, that took place. We had three of them this past week. Uh, the one that took place, it was the one that uh, me and Malachi, we we all went over to Thanksgiving. By the way, happy Thanksgiving, everybody, for those of, for those of you who uh, didn't hear it last time. Uh, we should have said it last uh, Thursday, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, so we all went over to um, uh, my uh, my wife's parents' house to have, have a lunch and stuff like that for Thanksgiving. Um, and then uh, we sat down, and Malachi is real big in the football now. He's like, are we going to be able to watch the football game? And uh, Amy's mom was like, yeah, go watch the football game. So we all sat in the living room, and unfortunately, I wish we had a better game to watch. <laughs> so we kick it off with the game between the Bears and the Lions. Uh, the Bears did win – uh, 16 to 14 in a game that was it started off like it was going to be kind of good and then it just this, this horrible defense in the second half um hit you guys with a couple of the statistics andy dalton who started in replace of justin fields uh 317 yards a touchdown and an interception david montgomery ran for 46 yards uh daryl mooney five receptions for 123 yards uh cole uh commit Eight receptions, sixty-five yards. Uh, Sam uh, Mushpler did have the um, the fumble, but you know it didn't. He didn't lose it, so that was a good thing for them. Um, and then uh, Jalen Johnston had the, uh, the him and Christian Jones both had six uh, combined, uh, well, twelve combined tackles between the two of them. Um, and then we move over to the Lions and Jared Goff, one seventy-one, two touchdowns. Um, uh, Jamal Williams, 65 yards rushing. Uh, Josh Reynolds was their leading receiver at 70 yards and a touchdown. TJ Hawkins had 35 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jared Goff did lose a fumble. Um, Amani Okawari had the interception for him. Uh, Dean Marlowe was all over the field. So was Alex uh, Anzalone. Uh, both of them had nine tackles apiece. Um, and the game, let's be honest, compared to the other games, that were on Thanksgiving. This game was kind of boring after the, after the, after the first half. Chip, how did you did you watch this particular game? Or I'm sure. I mean, I know we ca- I know we catched the highlights, but did you actually watch it in real time? Uh, I, I started to and um, turned it off. <laughs> right. I, I mean, look, I love sports. I love watching football. This game was absolutely terrible, and if, I mean, unless you were a fan of one of the teams, you probably didn't watch it. Right, and I'm pretty sure there's not a whole lot of fans of the Detroit Lions right now, and if they are, they're very few and far between. Yeah, man, just this game was just, godly. Jared Goff completed 13 passes to start the game before his first incompletion, which is the longest streak of any player on Thanksgiving since 1991. So kudos for him for that one. Uh, But the Lions have scored fewer than 20 points in 10 straight games, which is the longest streak since 1942. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jared Goff is the only quarterback with 10 starts and zero wins since week 15 of the 2020 season. He, I don't... You know, everyone was talking about how the how the Lions and the Rams were going to be after the trade between Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff. You know, and I'm not saying that Jeff, I'm not saying Jared Goff's a bad quarterback. I don't think he is a bad quarterback. 
the team he's on sucks. And I guarantee yeah. you, if that trade had not had happened, I don't think the Lions would be in any more better shape. They might have a few more wins with Matthew Stafford. But, I mean, let's be honest. The Lions are a horrible, horrible football team. Horrible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 100%. Absolutely 100%. Horrendous. Yeah. Yeah, and Andy Dalton had probably one of the best games he's had in a long, long time. I mean, he threw 317, you know, which he he had a 300-yard game, and I couldn't tell you how long. Um, But that being said, we're going to jump on ahead to the next one. Now, this was game of Thanksgiving, in my opinion. Um, It went into overtime. It was an exciting game. Both teams had a chance to shine. Both teams really, really wanted the win, and... The Raiders pulled it off against the Cowboys, 36-33, in a game that was really, really close. Like I said, winning into overtime. Uh, let me break down the stats. Derek Carr for the Raiders, 373 yards and a touchdown. Josh Jacobs ran for uh, 87 yards and a touchdown. Um, also, Marcus Mariota, there was a Marcus Mariota sighting, came in, uh, carried the ball a couple times, had four yards and a touchdown as far as rushing goes. Uh, Deshaun Jackson. Only had three receptions, but he had 102 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Hunter Renfro, eight receptions for 134. Um, uh, Zay Jones, five receptions, 59. Um, you know, Jonathan Abraham, all over the field, 10 total tackles. Corey Littleton, nine total tackles. You know, they really, really did a good job. Dude, <laughs> Daniel Carson, the kicker for the Raiders, five for five, 15 combined points, including the overtime field goal for them to win the game in that one. Uh, the Cowboys, I mean, Dak did his thing. You know, 375 yards, two touchdowns. But And even though Ezekiel Elliott rushed and got a touchdown, combined, combined between Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott again, 61 yards. What happened? I thought that they were, they were going to start running the football again, but that's for a different discussion. Uh, Michael Gallup had, had, a, had a hell of a game, five receptions, 106 yards. Uh, Sed Wilson, seven receptions, 104 yards. Dalton Schultz uh, only had 46 yards, but he did have the uh, touchdown. Uh, Sean McKeenan had a touchdown in this game. Um, and, you know, uh, Keanu Neal, 12 total tackles. Uh, K-Ron Curse, 11 total tackles. They were the ones who pretty much did their thing. Mike Me- uh, Michael Parsons had a sack in this game and two tackles for a loss. Um, again, trying to get that, you know, uh, try to make his case for defensive rookie of the year, um, which there's a whole lot of players that are up for that defensive rookie of the year uh, thing right now. Um, how did you feel about this game? I know, fuck the Cowboys, but how did you feel about the game itself? I, I mean, it was definitely the the best game from Thursday. Um it was, I, I would say it was the most exciting uh, right. game from Thursday. So, yeah. And if you look at, you know, some of the insight, <clears throat> excuse me. And this was something that I found interesting is that the Dallas Cowboys made a lot of mistakes. They have been for a while. Well, first of all, the Cowboys have lost four of their last five Thanksgiving games. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so that's that. But the Cowboys had 110 penalty yards on third down. That's the most by any team on a third down situation in any in, in, in a game going all the way back to 1991. They oh, make wow. mistakes on third down, which gives the other, which gives the opposing team shorter field or a first down. You know, um, and it, it's it's crazy to me because I mean at, at one point the Dallas Cowboys, now granted they're still seven and four, they're still in the running for 
you know, a team to contend, but they're not, you know, they looked good in defeat, but at the same time, it's like there's other teams in even in your own division that are starting to get good, and we'll get to those here in just a little bit. Right. Um, but we'll move on to the, the last Thursday night or the Thursday main event. Our good buddy Sean Thompson was happy about this one. The Bills and the Saints, the Bills just straight up, just took a deuce all over them, thirty-one to six. It was a it was a game. The, the the Bills again. They have these revenge games. We we talked about it plenty of times where the bear where the Bills will you know just go out and go crazy. Josh Allen threw for two hundred and sixty yards, four touchdowns, but he did throw he did throw two interceptions. Um, between Singletary, Allen, and Breida, they had a combined a hundred and eleven. I'm sorry, a hundred and ten. I'm sorry, 113, I'm sorry, 113 total yards rushing, um, which was good considering that the Saints only ran for 40. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, Stephon Diggs, seven receptions, 74 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Matt Breida also had 20, I'm ta- sorry, 29 yards rushing and um, receiving and had a touchdown. Dawson Knox, where the hell you been, man? He was targeted three times. Got three receptions, 32 yards, two touchdowns. Cole Beasley had a nice game, too, with 46 total um, receiving yards on five receptions total. Uh, Jordan Pryor had the uh, had the, had the the big interception in this game. Um, oh, excuse me. Um, Matt Marlowe, Tremont Edmonds, both had eight total tackles apiece. Um, Mario Adson with a, with a sack. Ed Oliver had a sack and a half. Um, yeah, so they definitely came to play. Uh, the Saints, oh boy, again, they're in trouble. Trevor Simeon, only 163 yards. Now, he did have the touchdown that went to um, Nick Nick Vanette. I want to say that's how it's pronounced, but that was his only catch of the game. Um, and, uh, yeah, he but he also had that. He also threw the interception. Uh, Troy Jones uh, ran for 27 yards. Ty Montgomery ran for 14 yards. Trevor Simeon ran for three for a total of 44 yards total rushing for the Saints. Uh, little Jordan Humphreys. Three receptions, 40, 47 yards, which was the leading rusher of his team. Uh, the closest uh, receiver to come close to those numbers was 31 yards uh, receiving, and that was Traquan Smith. Um, now, Bradley Roby and uh, Quan Alexander both had interceptions in this game, but then again, Josh Allen was throwing the ball all over the field, so you had your opportunities. Uh, Bradley Roby also had eight total tackles, and uh, Demario Davis had 10 total tackles in this game uh, with the – I mean, now they did. Now they did good on defense as far as Carl Granderson got a, got a sack. Caden Ellis had a sack, you know. But you know, it was just one of those games that was just, yeah. You you knew who was coming for, to win this game. Um, again, it was a case of which Saints team are we going to get, and that's what happened. How did you feel about this particular one? Ooh, excuse me. Um, I mean, it was the Bills doing what we expect the Bills to do. Right. Um, this the Saints. Uh, I mean, they're they're without their their starting quarterback. They're without their uh, best running back. Alvin Kamara is not playing. Uh, I think he's been uh, he's been put on IR. Um, they're for whatever reason. Uh, Sean Payton is starting Trevor Simeon at at QB. When you have uh, Taysom Hill, who has proved that he's he's pretty good at that that QB position, right? Uh, I mean, yes, he is a, a Swiss Army knife, but 
he's pretty good at that QB position. So why not let him start? Uh, uh, I mean, you know. Right. No, no, I agree 100%. The, 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 here's the thing. The Saints were 5-2 and two when Jameis Winston was the starter before he got injured. Right. Since then, they have lost four straight games with Trevor Simeon as the quarterback. Right. When is it time that, to make that change to, yeah, exactly. to the other quarterback that you have on your roster? Right. That, even yeah, even if he is a utility player, he can still he he can do you a whole lot better than fucking Trevor Simeon can. I think he could, at least. Uh, you would hope. Right. All right. Um so now we're gonna go to the, the, the round of Sunday games. And this the first game I'm gonna talk about, this game was dude, this game was probably uh, let me go through. Yeah, I'll say that this game was probably, for me, best game of the week, in my opinion. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Indianapolis Colts. This game was very, very good, very, very highly contested. A game that I honestly thought was going to go one way, and then, damn, Brady does Brady things. Um, but let, let's just get into it. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers did win the game 38-31. Um, hit you guys with the stats real quick. We're going to start off with the Buccaneers. Of course, Tom Brady, 226 with a touchdown. Did have an interception. Leonard Fournette, probably his best game that he's had since he came to uh, Tampa Bay. 17 carries, 100 yards, three touchdowns. Also, you had Ronald Jones with 37 yards on top of that for a touchdown as well. And Leonard Fournette also had seven receptions for 31 yards and a touchdown. Gronk had a big game, seven receptions, 123 yards. Godwin, Godwin was okay. Mike Evans was okay. Nothing too big. It's nothing to write home about. Uh, Godwin did have an did have a fumble in this game, so that did hurt him a lot. Uh, Pierre Desir uh, with an interception. Antoine Winfield Jr. with an interception for the Buccaneers. Um, and then Jordan Whitehead, uh, uh, Levante David, and Shaquille uh, Shaquille Brett. Barrett, excuse me, why is that hard to say? <laughs> All of them had big games in terms of uh, eight solo, t- eight tackles total for each of them apiece. Um, and, you know, Ron Suckup did his thing. He only, he only really needed only the one field goal, so and that's what he did. Um, and then Cor- Carson Wentz did good, 306, three touchdowns, but again, he had those two interceptions. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, 83 yards and a touchdown. Didn't have a monster game, but then again, you're going up against a good defense. Uh, Jack Dole was their best receiver for this particular game. Excuse me, six receptions, 81 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Aston Doolin, uh, only one reception, but it was a 62-yard for a touchdown. Uh, T.Y. Hilton had a touchdown in this game. Good hearing that name. Uh, Michael Pittman, 53 yards. Uh, but, man, Carson Wentz lost a fumble. Uh, Naheem Hines lost a fumble. Zach Parcell lost a fumble. Like, I mean, Isaiah Rogers had the interception on the defense. Uh, Darius Leonard was all over the field with 15 total tackles. Um, just, you know, DeForest Buckner with a sack. Uh, Quiddy Pay also had a sack in this game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was one of those games that could have came down to the wire. I personally think it was the best game of the week, but how do you feel? Uh, I mean, it was a damn good game. Uh, I mean, fuck the Colts. Fuck Tom Brady. Uh, <laughs> right. Just hate all around for this game. Fuck them. Fuck them all. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, it's all, it's, no, it's it's all love. Uh, right. I, I like to joke and, and of everything. Course. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, this was this was a damn good game. Uh, was it game of the week? Uh, 
I mean, there were other good games. I just felt like this one was just, I felt like both teams wanted it more than the other, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Uh, there's one other game that I, I would say is in contention, and we'll talk about that when we get to it. And okay. I'll, I'll bring that back up. But I, I okay. thought it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was 1A, 1B for me. Um, okay. Maybe maybe three games because that Thursday nighter between the Raiders and the Cowboys was yeah that was good off too. the chain yeah that 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 one was uh, good so, I, I, yeah. from, I, for me in my mind I kind of like kept like the Thanksgiving games separate for some reason I don't know why I did did it that way yeah. but yeah Raiders and Cowboys was also good but this was I mean yeah, yeah I would was, probably say Raiders Cowboys would probably be because it went into overtime and it was more it, it, and it was an exciting game but as far as the Sunday games go I think this was probably game of the Sunday games so to speak um uh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. 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 But but we'll 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 get into that um here in just a little bit. Um the next game we're gonna talk about um is between the horrible New York Jets and the sorry, horrible Houston Texans right now. Uh both teams did not have good games. Uh both came into the, the, the this game two and eight, and the Jets pulled off the victory twenty one to fourteen in a game that Looked like it was gonna be, it looked like it was gonna be like a fight at at some point between the two, and you know, see what happens. But because the Texans were up, you know, fourteen to three at one point, and then it just, I don't know, man. It's just like the Texans just let it get away. Zach Wilson, one hundred and forty-five yards, no touchdowns, interception. Um, the their leading rusher was uh, uh, uh Tevin Coleman with sixty-seven yards. Uh, Austin, um. Walter had uh, 38 yards and a touchdown. Zach Wilson actually ran for a touchdown. That was his only touchdown of the game. Um, Braxton Burrios from the U, um, 47 yards total. Uh, uh, the, the the rookie, uh, Elijah Moore, with uh, 46 yards receiving, 47 yards receiving for Braxton. Um, and John Franklin Meyer, I, do, I think he was the story of the game, was John Franklin Meyer had two sacks, two tackles for a loss, and this, and the big fella had an interception, ran it back thirty-two yards. Um, I mean, really, like, man, this big motherfucker from the defensive line is making interceptions now. What the hell? You know, that was the the one thing that stuck out to me right. uh, with with that particular one. Um, and then you go to the Houston Texans and Tyrod Taylor. God bless him, man. He tried one hundred fifty-eight yards, two touchdowns, but he did throw that interception. Uh, David Johnson, uh, but between Johnson, Taylor, and Rex Burkhead. Uh, y'all ran for 96 yards, which is decent for as far as team goes. But, I mean, no touchdowns to speak of it. Uh, Brandon Cooks had a good game. Uh, I will say a good game. He scored the touchdown in the game. Uh, three receptions, 45 yards. Um, Brevin Jordan, 23 um, receiving yards and a touchdown in this one. Um, uh, Tra- Traverius Thomas with the, an interception. Um, uh, Zach Cunningham with eight total tackles, along with Eric Murray with eight total tackles. Um, also, uh, uh, Kuma Gruyere Hill, almost that is how it's pronounced. Am I correct? Yeah. Okay. He had a sack in this game. Uh, Demarcus Walker had a sack. Jake Martin, Jonathan Greenyard, Grenard, sorry, had a sack in this game. So they definitely, you know, put forth the defensive effort, uh, to try to win this game. Um, but in the end, you know, it, it, I mean, I, I, 
I do believe personally that the Texans let this game get away from them. How do you feel? As a Texans fan, obviously, I'm sure this breaks your heart. But how did you feel? Do you feel like they let them get away, or did the Jets mount that comeback to, you know, was it a case of the Jets came back and won, or was it a was it a case of the Texans just let the game get away from them? I, I think, and this is going to sound biased, but I, I think it was a case of the Texans let the game get away from them. Not that the Jets made this miraculous comeback or right. whatnot. Um, but yeah, I mean, this one hurt. Anytime you lose to a team that on paper is much worse than you are, uh, it, it hurts. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it was just, I mean, it was a bad game all around. Yeah, it, it was one of those games where you're like, man, y'all had it, and y'all just let it slip through your fingertips. The Jets, of all teams? Right. Come on. Like, that 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 shouldn't have been even an issue. Um, but nevertheless, um, so we're going to move on from that game to another game, another fight uh, in, the, in the NFC East. Um, the Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles – and somehow, some way, the Giants pulled it off, thirteen to seven in this game. Again, this is one of those games that was kind of, eh, like, like seriously, like y'all didn't really need to take the field because y'all didn't really play worth a shit. Both teams, and, and I mean, and granted, give both defenses credit; they stopped, you know, they stopped the the, the team when they needed to. But let's just start with the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, man, horrible, horrible, horrible game. One hundred twenty three yards rush, uh, one hundred twenty three yards passing. Three interceptions in this game. Three. And and he ran for 77 yards on top of that. Uh, Boston Scott with 64 yards did have a touchdown. Uh, Miles Sanders also 64 yards in this game. The leading receiver was uh, Kenneth Gainwell, and he only had 32 receiving yards for the whole game. Uh, you know, Devontae Smith didn't really have that good of a game. Two receptions for 22 yards. Was thrown to four times. Not a good game at all. Um now, their defense did do an admirable job. Alex Singleton had 12 total tackles in this game, and three of those uh, tackles were for a loss. Um, you know, Avante Maddox with eight. You know, so they did play good, solid defense. Uh, Javon Har- uh, Hargrave with a sack in this game. But, I mean, the Giants. I mean, I mean, it ain't like the Giants did any worse. But, I mean, they have, hell, at least they won the game. Uh, Daniel Jones, uh, 202 yards. Did have the touchdown, though, so he did have that touchdown to Chris uh, Myrick. Um, although Kenny Galladay did have the leading receiving yards in 50, along with Darius Slayton with 40. Uh, Saquon Barkley back in the lineup, 40 yards rushing. Daniel Jones added an additional 30 yards to it. Um, and, I mean, Tay Crowder, Xavier McKinney, uh, Darnay Holmes, all three with inter- all three, uh, picking off Jalen Hurts this week. Um, on top of uh, Xavier McKinney also having eight total tackles in this game, leading the team. Um, so yeah, this game was kind of, eh? How do you feel? Uh, I, I, yeah, that's the the best that I can say is, eh? <laughs> uh, like literally, it was it was one of those games you just didn't like. I don't really care at this point, you know. Yeah, it it just, man. This was another one of those games where it, you just didn't care. You know, it was kind of, uh, 
it was just kind of uh there <laughs> you know yeah, what i mean it, one of those games you really don't want to <laughs> you don't want to you don't want to be like ah this game sucked let's just let's just move on so let's go ahead and let's move on to the next one all right so the next game we are going to talk about is a game that i was happy about <laughs> and that's the miami dolphins against the carolina panthers sorry not sorry josh um miami wins 33 to 10 on a four game winning streak after losing seven straight wow this game uh man i'm to be quite honest with you, man, I honestly thought that we were going to have more trouble out of the Carolina Panthers than we than we had, uh, because you know Cam Newton was back. There was a whole thing surrounding Cam Newton uh, about the whole thing. Uh, Cam Newton did not have a good game, man. Five of twenty-one, ninety-two yards passing, two interceptions, and then they benched him and put in PJ Walker, and well, the former XFL MVP didn't really do too good either. You know, eighty-seven yards and an interception. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, uh, 35 yards uh, rushing, but I will throw a caveat out there because as we found out earlier this week, Christian McCaffrey is going to be out for the rest of the year with an ankle injury. So Godspeed to him. I hope he gets you know healed up safely. Love watching CMC play. Um, now Cam Newton did run for a touchdown in this game, so you know, so they, that was good on them. Um, DJ Moore, though, had a good game, four receptions on 103 yards, but after that, you know, Everything else after that, you know, you know, uh, Robbie Anderson, one reception, 15 yards, but he was targeted four times in this game. Um, and then you had Shaq Thompson, 13 total tackles, uh, uh, Dante Jackson with 11, really putting it on him. Um, Brian, Bar- Brian Burns, man, was a monster, dude. A sack and two, two tackles for a loss. Phil, Phil Hoskins also with a, with, a, with a sack in this game. You know, really putting it on the defense, really putting it on the offense. Uh, Tua had a good game though uh, for, for for Dolphins. Uh, Two hundred and thirty yards and a touchdown. Uh, Miles Gaskin finally, you know you, you know you're doing good. Uh, Forty nine yards rushing on two tu- with two touchdowns. Philip Lindsay newly required Philip Lindsay uh, with forty two uh, rushing yards. Uh, Salvin Ahmed only seventeen, but you know he uh, you know he 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 was played sparingly, and we understood why. Uh, Jalen Waddle probably his best game. Of, of his young career nine receptions 137 yards and a touchdown uh durham Smythe with uh also with 32 yards uh receiving in this game off five uh receptions um now austin ritter did lose the fumble for us so that would that one hurt but xavier howard had had an interception uh nick needman had an interception uh, javon holland had an interception in this game um you know and uh Jalen Phillips, man, dude came out of nowhere, man, and he's doing he's putting in work. He only had four total tackles in the game, but he had three sacks, three tackles for a loss. Um, Ogbe also had a sack in this game. Christian Wilkins also had a sack in this game. You know, they were doing, you know, of course, Jason Sanders hitting the two field goals uh to close it out. Um I was really impressed with the way that Miami played this game. Not to mention they had the uh the um the beginning uh, where they blocked the punt and then brought it in for the touchdown. I thought that was a, I thought that was a pretty cool way to start. It almost, almost reminded me of the um, almost like, you know, if you, if you, if you put enough pressure on a team early, then you can, you know, disrupt their game plan and when they have to scramble, you know, and have to figure out what to do next. Um, so I was impressed with Miami's win this week. Uh, what say you, Bubba? Yeah, I, uh, I I was impressed with this win this week as well. Um, they, they definitely uh, look 
like the team that they should be if that right. makes sense no no it does uh, you, you know uh, coming into the um coming into the season everybody i mean even non-dolphins fans were like you know hey look this is going to be a pretty good team you know Tua looks to be uh improving you know they added some weapons for him the defense has bolstered a little bit you know they they should improve on what they did last year um and that didn't happen right um and everybody has been kind of waiting on like that Dolphins team to emerge and and I feel like this was kind of that game even though they played a team that really wasn't that good compared to what they should be right uh it, it was almost as if like yeah the the Dolphins have won three games prior to this one but this one seemed like that statement win, uh, right? If you know what I mean. Oh, I, oh definitely. And uh, the Dolphins have, um, if you look at just their schedule and what their schedule is going to be uh, for the upcoming uh, for the upcoming season, they they got some work to do. I mean, they do have a lot of good teams that are coming up uh, this uh, very soon. Um, ob- well, I, and obviously, when you beat. You know, I mean, yeah, you lost to the Buffalo Bills in week eight, and then week nine you beat the Texans. Uh, okay, you beat the Houston Texans. Then you beat the Baltimore right. Ravens, and it's like, okay, the Baltimore's a pretty good team. Okay, maybe Baltimore was just having an off night. And then you beat the Jets, and it's like, oh, you were supposed to beat the Jets. And then it's Carolina. Oh, you're supposed to beat Carolina. You know, you you had, you had know you weren't supposed to beat them as bad as you did. But then, of course, this upcoming week they have the New York Jets, um, which the jet, I'm sorry, the New York Giants, I'm sorry, which the Giants, they're kind of back and forth. You don't really know what they're, so hopefully we'll get a win there. And then we got our bye week. Then we're coming back to play the Jets, the Saints, the Titans, and the Patriots. I would, if I'm being honest, because that's the only way I know how to be is honest. Right. If I, if I have to be honest, at best, at the very best, even if we go undefeated for the rest of the year, we're looking at a 10 and 7 record. Maybe that's good enough to make it into the playoffs. I don't know. But in that span, you're we're playing the Titans, which even with or without Derrick Henry, they're still a formidable team. The Patriots, who I think we all have come to know that have become a great team. And yeah, I mean, you got the Jets twice. I'm sorry, you got the Jet, you got the Jets, you got the Giants, and you got the Jets. Um, you know, so it's 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 going to be interesting to see. What happens with this upcoming? Are, can they prevail? Can they continue on the streak? And we will just have to find out. Um, that being said, though, go ahead. Were you going to say something? Yeah, I, I was going to say. It, so it depends on which version of the Dolphins show up. Um, because they should. I mean get the schedule pulled up real quick okay for the dolphins uh because i know i i had this 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 whole theory last week about who they should and should not beat and all this um as it sits right now if the same dolphins 
show up for the next one, two, three, four weeks. The next four weeks, uh, you should win three. No, I'm sorry. The next five weeks, uh, you should win four of those games. Yeah, which would put us right there at nine and eight. But it's not an eight good enough to make the playoffs. That's the thing. Like you guys should beat the Giants. You should beat the Jets. Uh, the way it's going right now, you guys should beat the Saints. Um, I'm gonna say you guys should beat the Titans. But that New England team that you you're not that's the that's the one you're not gonna win. Uh, in my yeah, opinion, because well, consi- well, considering that New England has gotten tremendously they, better since um, right the start of the season. Exactly. I, I was having a conversation earlier, and uh, the conversation was we kind of know uh, when it comes to the NFC um, maybe who's going to come, make it to the Super Bowl. Um, most people are saying it's either going to be the Bucks or the Cardinals. Right. Okay. Right. Well, uh, you could throw the Packers in there too, I guess, if you want to th- include a third. Yeah. Uh, but but the the conversation was it, it it was a question that kind of steamrolled. Wouldn't it be interesting if it was the Patriots versus the Buccaneers? Yeah, they were talking about that on uh they were talking about that on uh, uh first things first the other morning either either this morning or yesterday morning they were talking about it. Right. Um, um so so then so like all last season we that there was that um Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick kind of storyline who was who was the system was it Brady or was it Belichick? Brady goes on to win the Super Bowl. Belichick has the worst season of his career in New England. Right. Right? Right. One season later, you have this kid who pretty much comes out of nowhere, Matt Jones. Um, Well, I mean, he played at Alabama, so I I won't necessarily say out of nowhere. But comparable to the other quarterbacks that were in the class – well, comparable I, to a, a I um, say he came out of nowhere because he played one season at Alabama. One. Okay. Okay. All right. That, okay, that makes sense. You know, it's not like uh a Jalen Hurts who who played 3 years, uh a Tua Tagovailoa who uh was there for 2 years uh you know and everything. Like the, Mac Jones played one year i mean he was on the team for a while but he he physically started one year in at alabama and then was drafted to the nfl so that's what i mean by he kind of came out of nowhere right okay i'll get you now uh and is lighting i won't say lighting the world on fire but i mean he's he's lighting the patriots on fire right um so could I see? I'm not saying that that's going to be what Super Bowl is. 
Um, I still think it's it's pretty early, uh, and I think the Patriots have. Let me double check. I think they have a a fairly difficult uh, few games ahead of them. Yeah, they got the Bills, the Colts, the Bills, Jaguars, Dolphins. So I mean, that's to me that's a fairly difficult. Um, I mean, if they can take if if they can take one game away from the Colts, I'm sorry, one game away from the Bills, I think they'll be I think they'll be okay. But I think think they will take one. I think they'll split with Buffalo. They'll probably lose to the Colts. They'll beat the Jags and beat the Dolphins. So, so best case scenario, you're looking at eleven and at um best case scenario, you're looking at eleven and six. Yeah. Okay. That makes I mean, sense. they're currently first in the AFC East, so. Right, and Buffalo's know, got a lot of ground to cover if they want to get back to that. Yeah, and and I think the way it works is they're first in the, the AFC East. If they beat Buffalo once, they'll have the tiebreaker. Even if they split, they'll have the tiebreaker. Uh maybe it's always difficult uh no i think buffalo would still have the the tiebreaker because buffalo has beat the dolphins twice right yeah, yeah. i mean but but then like do you go by overall record do you go by division record do you encompass both of them together because right. when it comes to tiebreakers, they go by division. But when it goes by overall record, then they they kind of say, "Okay, you have the best overall record. You're leader of that division." Even though you like, I mean, i've I've seen I've seen a season where, um, I've seen a season where uh, the, I can't remember what year it was. I want to say it was 2013, 2014, one of those years where the Oakland Raiders won their division with a ten and six record. But the six losses that they had were all divisional opponents. But right. because the other teams in that division had worse records, I think Kansas City came in second place and they had like a six and ten record because they lost to other teams. So it's like, okay, even though you got your ass kicked by everybody in your division, by rule, because you have the better overall record, you win the division. Even though you got your ass kicked by everybody in the division, oh well, you beat teams outside your division or you beat interconference or whatever, you know. Um which I mean, it is what it is. They they tell y'all they tell they tell you people every year you got to win your division, you know. Um, but but I think that's the reason why tiebreakers. I think that when we talk about the tiebreaker rule, it boils down to that to that division record as opposed to your overall record. Um, but speaking of the New England Patriots, since we were just talking about them, let's get on to their game and they who they put on a hurting too. The Patriots beat the Tennessee Titans thirty six to thirteen in a game that was close at one point and then new England just said, now nah, we're just going to go the rest of the way. The Tennessee Titans scored zero points in the second half, like nothing. Uh, so we'll go ahead and start with hit you with the, with the, with the statistics. Excuse me. Had a burp. Uh, Ryan Tannehill hit, man, I, I can't believe I'm reading this stat. Ryan Tannehill had 20, I'm sorry, 93 yards total passing one touchdown, one interception. Now, Dontrell Hillard had 100, had 131 yards and a touchdown. 
uh, uh, Devontae Foreman had 109 yards in this game. And Kyrie uh, Blazing Game only had six. Now, I bring his name up for this particular reason, okay? Uh, Nick Nick Westbrook, uh, Ekhan, there you go, was their leading uh, receiver, but only 25 yards receiving. But he did have the touchdown. Uh, Cody Hollister with 22 yards and Des Fitzpatrick with 14. Um, but man, Foreman, Hillard, and Blasting Game all had all lost fumbles in this game. And I think that hurt the Titans a lot was their was the fumbles. Uh Kevin Byard was the one who played very, very solid on defense, 12 total tackles and a sack. Um, you know, so he definitely was putting in the, that work on the defense. Um, but then you go and you look at the Patriots team. Uh, Mac Jones, 310 yards and two touchdowns in this game. Um, uh, Ramondre Stevenson with 46 yards rushing. Damian Harris with 40 and a touchdown. Uh, Jacoby Myers had a damn good game. Five receptions, 98 yards. Kendrick Bourne also had 61 yards and two touchdowns in this game. Um, Kyle Van Noy with a, fu- with a forced fumble. Also, Devon uh, uh, Godno with um, a forced fumble as well. Um, you know, uh, Dewan Bentley with two forced fumbles in this game. He was just, you know, uh, CJ Jackson, again, another player, man, if CJ Jackson isn't an all pro or a pro bowler this year, I'm going to be surprised also with the interception again. Um, and, uh, uh, Bentley and, uh, Matt Judon also with, uh, uh, two, also with a, with a sack of piece in this game as well. Nick Folt was just kicking the ball everywhere, man. Five uh, out of six as far as field goals go. One was a 52-yarder, um, and they punted one time. You know, got Jake Bailey a paycheck. Um, so how did you feel about this particular game and the way that the Pats are now rolling, especially with a team like the Tennessee Titans? Well, the Tennessee Titans are uh, – they are hurting right now. They, they have no Derrick Henry. They have no A.J. Brown. Um, they just let um, Adrian Peterson, they just released him uh, because uh, this new kid, uh, Hillard, uh, just yeah. kind of burst on scene out of nowhere. Um, but, man, we, we you, Roger, and I have been saying this and saying this and saying this without Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill is not that guy. Like, I agree. Yes, hundred percent. Um, and it, it's the last two games have really showed that. Like they lose to the the Texans. In, I mean, what was they 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 shouldn't have lost that game. And it not only did they lose it, but I mean the Texans really dominated that game for the first like two and three fourths of a quarter. Right. You know, the Titans yeah. didn't really start making a comeback until, you know, uh there was like very little time left in the third quarter. And then right. the, and then the you know over into the fourth quarter. Um, and then, you know, you the, the Patriots come in and dominate them uh, like they did. <clears throat> and I think, well, luckily, 
you know, this week the Titans have a bye week. Uh, otherwise, I don't know that it'd look very good for them either. Yeah, I mean, they definitely need to take this opportunity to kind of, you know, cool down a little bit, try to figure out exactly how they're going to handle this situation. And they have got to get give those give those guys some fumbleitis medicine because they really got to quit dropping the ball the way that they did. I mean, three straight fumble. I mean, come on, man. But anyway, all right, so we're going to jump from the Tennessee-New England game to a game that, oh boy, the Cincinnati Bengals put that work in, put that hurt on the Pittsburgh Steelers, 41-10. to 41-10. to 10. Let me hit you with the stats real quick. I'm going to hit you with Pittsburgh's real quick. No, scratch that. I'm going to hit you with the Bengals stats real quick. Okay. Bengals stats, Joe Burrow. Um, 190 yards and a touchdown. Did have that interception, though. Joe Mixon, bro, 28 carries, 165 yards and two touchdowns. Joe Burrow actually ran for a touchdown as well. T. Higgins probably had his best game uh, of his life. Uh, Six receptions, 114 yards and a touchdown. Jamar Chase, not a big game, but still contributed with 39 uh, yards. Um... Eli Apple and Mike Hilton both had interceptions in this game. Mike Hilton actually ran his back for a touchdown. Um, uh, Logan Wilson was all over the field with six total tackles. Uh, shout out to Von Bell. He had three. Uh, B.J. Hill with four, but he also had a sack and two tackles for a loss. Uh, Trey Trey Hendrickson with a, with a sack. Sam Hubbard with a sack. I mean, they just ate, ate the Pittsburgh Steelers alive. And then we get to the Steelers themselves. Man. Now, Ben Roethlisberger, 263. So, he got his yardage in, but, you know, a touchdown, two interceptions. Um, the the Between between Najee Harris, uh, Keelan Baldrid, uh Benny Snell, and Anthony McFarlane, the team had a total of 51 yards r- rushing between those four guys. Devon... Uh, De- uh, Deontay Johnson had nine receptions for 95 yards. Chase Claypool had a pretty decent yard as far as 80, you know, he had 82. At, uh, Pat Frymouth had uh, 40 yards and a touchdown. Um, ben Roethlisberger lost the ball, uh, fumbled the ball away. Uh, the only good defensive player that was on the field that day was Mika Fitzpatrick but with an interception. Uh, Joe Chabert with 11 tackles total. Um, now Cameron Hayward and Chris Wormley both had sacks in this game, so they did contribute that way. TJ Watt was just, TJ Watt was almost non-existent, man. Only two total tackles in this game. Right. Um, and I was listening to, um, cause I don't get to watch, um, ES, like I don't get to watch ESPN or FS1. I don't get to listen to first take. I don't get to listen to, um, Undisputed until like after like after work or like after the show wraps up and I can see the little sound bites on on YouTube on my lunch break or whatever. Steve, I heard I heard Stephen A. Smith say this, and Steve, you know everyone knows Stephen A. Smith is a big um, Pittsburgh Steelers fan. He said, in his opinion, it was the most disgraceful performance that the Pittsburgh Steelers have had in Mike Tomlin's tenure as head coach. And a lot of it has to do with Ben Roethlisberger and the fact that Ben Roethlisberger at this point is now showing his age. Um, I, you know, because you have this young team in the Cincinnati Bengals, young, hungry team that wanted more. And, you know, 
I know there's a mystique behind the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know there's a legacy behind the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're one of the greatest. They're a cornerstone franchise in the NFL. They right now are horrible. They couldn't even win against the Detroit Lions. They didn't lose to the Detroit Lions, but they didn't beat them either. Like, that should have been a game where they should have just demolished them. And they ended up tying with them. Um, How do you feel, first of all, about the game itself, and then about how the Pittsburgh Steelers are now, especially with Ben Roethlisberger, because he is getting up there in age as well. So how are you feeling about that? Uh, well, okay. So, the, so we'll start with the game itself. Yes. Uh, the, the game itself is, it was, um, interesting to say the least. I, I, I'm trying to piece words together here, uh, to make this make sense because, it doesn't, in my mind, make sense as to how bad Pittsburgh played. Um, I mean, you have a guy who should have been defensive player of the year last year, only records two tackles and, and everything. Like, it's just, I don't know, it's it's weird. Um, the Bengals came out and did what the Bengals should have done. The uh, Steelers came out and did the opposite of what they should have done. Right. Um, I do think that, so moving away from the game and moving to Big Ben and the Steelers, I, I do think that a lot of what's going on negatively right now is impacted because of Ben Roethlisberger. Um, not that he is not a good quarterback, because he is. Um, he's very injury prone. He's dealing with nagging injuries right now. Yep. Um, and instead of like drafting an actual quarterback that's going to be able to run this system uh, and sit behind Ben Roethlisberger because please, please don't tell me they think that uh, Mason Rudolph is going to be the the heir apparent? Yeah, the the, the quarterback of the future for this team. Dude, I don't even think Mason Ryan's Mason Ryan. Why am I saying Mason Ryan? Shout out to you, Mason Ryan. I don't even think Mason Rudolph is the is the best choice for the short term. No. Um, oh, excuse me. Um, I don't even know who is their third string. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Quick little Google search, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back to your regular schedule program in progress. <laughs> there we go. Uh, depth chart. Because I know it's not Ducky. No, oh, I think Ducky. It, it, it's, it's Dwayne Haskins. That's right. Oh, okay. Um, 
And see, I almost forgot, or I mean, I did forget uh, about him because he's not gotten any playing time. So why would you pick this kid up who was an outstanding college uh, player? He didn't play absolutely terrible at Washington when when they drafted him. I mean, you know, he's, what, last season he had, th- this was his, his stats, uh, 1,400 yards, five touchdowns, seven interceptions. Uh, not terrible, but not great, if, right. if that makes sense. No, it does. Uh, you know, so they they have four quarterbacks on the roster. They're in 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 uh, Pittsburgh. You got Ben Roethlisberger. You got Mason Rudolph. You got Dwayne Haskins, and you got Joshua Dobbs. Right. Well, Joshua Dobbs is on IR, so he's not playing. Right. Um. But. I mean, if we look at their stats, last season Joshua Dobbs passed for two yards. Two. That's a deuce, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Uh, Mason Rudolph, we, we know, you know, last season he, or uh, I'm sorry, this season he has uh, 242 yards, one touchdown, one interception. With a QBR of thirty nine point two, so we know he's not the guy. Could it be Dwayne Haskins? Maybe, and maybe that's why they haven't played him a whole lot. They're letting him sit and learn the playbook, watch and learn from Ben, uh, and maybe he's going to be the guy moving forward. Uh, but you got to show me something, you know. Or at least have the opportunity to show somebody something. Exactly. Uh, so I, I do think that that a, a lot of that the problem with the team is Ben Roethlisberger right now. Right, I agree hundred so. percent. Uh, yeah, it was definitely one of the worst games that the Steelers have played in a very very long time. Um, that being said, though, let's move on to the next one. Uh, this game actually surprisingly was more competitive than I thought it was going to be. Um, the Atlanta Falcons and the Jacksonville Jaguars, Atlanta picking up their fifth win of the year, 21 to 14. Um, of course, uh, Matt Ryan, 119 yards and a touchdown. I'm sorry, 190 yards and a touchdown, but he also threw that interception. Cordero Patterson with 108 yards rushing and two touchdowns on the day. Um, and then you had a uh, Russell Gage, six receptions, 62 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Cordell Patterson also contributed with uh, receiving as well, two receptions, 27 yards. Um, uh, Deron Harmon with an interception in this game uh, didn't really do anything with it, though. He got the interception and got uh, <laughs> brought down to almost immediately. Um, um, let's see. Uh, Michael Walker was the leading uh, tackler on the team with 11. And uh, uh, Dante Fowler Jr. Uh, had, the, had the, the lone sack in the game. And surprisingly, there wasn't a young Hoku sighting uh, <laughs> for field goal because the, all his was the uh, the extra points afterwards. And then you go to Jacksonville. Now, Trevor Lawrence did outplay Matt Ryan in this game. He did have 228 yards uh, passing and a touchdown. Did have the interception, though. 
Uh, James Robinson with 68 yards uh, rushing. Trevor Lawrence also added uh, 39 yards on top of that. Uh, Laquan Treadwell, uh, leading receiver, 53 yards. Marvin Jones had 43. Um, uh, Shanat Jr. had uh, 33. Um, but James Robinson also lost a fumble in this game. Now, Tyson Campbell did get an interception in this game, but... You know, there was a whole lot of, you know, R- R- Rashawn Jenkins with the uh, with six total tackles. Miles Jack was all over the place with eight total tackles in this game. Uh, how did you feel about this one in particular, Bubba? Um, it was better than I thought it was going to be, but it wasn't good at all. Right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I say that to say that, I mean... Atlanta should have, with the way that that Jacksonville has played this year, Atlanta should have beat them easily, right? And didn't. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was just another one of those games. Another eh, game, which Atlanta's sitting right now at five and six, so they're in a better position than I thought they were going to be. I figured that they wouldn't be this formidable this late into the season. Um, right. That being said, though, let's move on to the next game. The next game, uh, <laughs> I guess we should have listened to Raj. Uh, his Denver Broncos pulled off a victory against the Los Angeles, the Los Angeles, almost at San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers, 28-13. to 13. Um, A pretty good game by the Broncos in this one. Uh, we'll, we'll start with the Charger stats first. Um, Justin Herbert with 303 yards, good stats, uh, two touchdowns, but – also two interceptions. Uh, Justin Herbert was also the leading rusher with 36 yards. Austin Eckler did not have a good game, man, only 31 yards rushing. Combined, um, they only had 72 yards rushing between Herbert, Eckler, and Joshua Kelly. Um, Keenan Allen had a good game, 85 yards on seven receptions. Austin Eckler did come through, though, in the passing game, six receptions, 68 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Jared Cook also had 25 yards and a touchdown. Um and, you know, Joey Bosa did force a fumble in this game. Uh, Derwin James had an interception in this game. Uh, uh, Kaiser White with 12 total tackles. Uh, Derwin James had two tackles for a loss in this game. Joey Bosa with the sack. Um, so they definitely did try to do what they could. Uh, now, the Broncos, man, Teddy Bridgewater, 129 yards uh, and a touchdown. Um, I think he got either he, he got injured or he got pulled from the game. Uh, for whatever reason, Drew Locke uh, ended up coming in through 26 yards and an interception. Um, however, the rushing game, you know, Melvin Gordon had 83 yards rushing. Uh, Javante Williams had 54 yards and a touchdown. Teddy Bridgewater also contributed with 10 yards rushing and a touchdown. Uh, Williams was also the leading receiver with three receptions at 57 yards. And Eric uh, Sh- uh, Saber, however it's pronounced, uh, one reception, one yard and a touchdown. Um and, uh, you know, they definitely did, uh, uh, you know, Cortland Sutton, you know, 17 yards, Jerry, uh, Jerry Judy, 25. Not a whole lot of big passing numbers in this game um, uh, from from the team. Uh, Patrick Sertan, Jr., uh, two interceptions in this game. Uh, so he did, you know, did, you know, did a good job there. Um, Kyle Fuller with eight, with, I'm sorry, nine total tackles in this game. Justin Simmons with eight total tackles. Um, definitely put it forth in the work on defense and made sure that they uh, – cemented this win um how did you feel about the broncos uh beating the chargers in this one? Oh, I, it was a good win for for the broncos for sure um the chargers seemed to be on 
a downhill slope right now. Right. Um, <clears throat> they, they're one of those teams that looked really good to begin with, and then they've slowly declined. Right. Uh, and that's not saying that, you know, it, it, that's not taking anything away from the Broncos. Um, but it really was, it, it, the Broncos looked really good in this, this win. So. Yeah, I think they, I think they look good in the win too. Um, they're sitting at six and five right now, and they do have an outside shot to make the playoffs, possibly a number six or a number seven seed, possibly. Um, you know, but they are in division with the resurging uh, Kansas City Chiefs, and also the uh, Vegas Raiders are also a team that they need to worry about. Um, we'll definitely see what happens, especially with with with, with, with games that they got upcoming. Um, move on to the next one. Now, this game was also another game that I thought was just an amazingly played game uh, from the standpoint that you really, I mean, it started like it was going to be a comeback game. Um, but I mean, it, it was close until almost the very end where it looked like they were trying to make a comeback, but the green Bay Packers and the Los Angeles Rams 36 to 28 with the Packers winning this game uh, hit you with a couple of the quick stats real quick. Uh, the Rams, Matthew Stafford, 302 yards, three touchdowns and interception. Uh, Daryl Henderson ran for 55 yards. Sonny Michelle, only 14 yards um, rushing. Uh, Cooper Cup, seven receptions, 96 yards. Uh, Van Jefferson, three receptions, 93 yards and a touchdown. Odell Beckham Jr. had his first touchdown as a L.A. Ram with 81 yards uh, receiving and a touchdown. Daryl Henderson also kicked in with a touchdown uh, catch of his own. Um but Matthew Stafford and J.J. Uh, Koski both had fumbles in this game and lost them. Um, Darius Williams with seven total tackles. Uh, Troy Reader with, my God, Troy Reader, 13 total tackles in this game. Um, uh, Greg Gaines with a sack in this game as well. Uh, they pretty much, like Aaron Donald only had six total tackles in this game, and he was almost an afterthought in a sense because they really did the best job that they could to make sure that they eliminated the threat that was Aaron Donald. Um, uh, Von Bell did get, you know, five tackles and a tackle for a loss. Um, but other than that, that's really all that I can speak of as far as uh, the, the team goes for the Rams. Packers, Aaron Rodgers, 307, two touchdowns. He also ran in for a touchdown. Uh, A.J. Dillon had t- uh, 69 yards rushing. Aaron Jones had 23. Uh, Devontae Adams, again, doing Devontae Adams things. Eight receptions, 104 yards. Randall Cobb, 95 yards and a touchdown. Uh, A.J. Dillon, 21 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Valdez Scantlin, 40, I'm sorry, uh, Marquez Valdez Scantlin, four receptions, 50 yards in this game. Uh, Randall Cobb did lose a fumble, so that did hurt him in a sense. Um, and then uh, uh, Razul Douglas with the interception. Uh, Chris Barnes, nine total tackles. Kenny Clark with a sack. Um, uh, Rashawn Gray also had a sack in this game. Uh, Mason Crosby was three for four on field goals. And, uh, you know, it was one of those games that was very, very close. And it was a game that – interesting take about this game, real quick before I let you go. Matthew Stafford and Aaron Rodgers have combined for 8,867 passing yards in their 17 career matchups against each other. That is the third most by opposing quarterbacks since 1950. Okay. So they have a rivalry that goes back. Now, granted, Matthew Stafford was playing in Detroit all those years, and Detroit and Green Bay are rivals in the AFC uh, North. I'm sorry, the NFC North. So, yeah, I'm sure Matthew Stafford 
I'm pretty sure Matthew Stafford's used to taking an L from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but anyway, how do you feel about this game? Uh, I thought it was a pretty good game, but my favorite, my favorite thing about the game wasn't even anything that technically happened on the field. Um, it was after the game, uh, OBJ uh, wanted to trade and wanted to swap jerseys with Devontae Adams. Right. And uh, this this was the funniest line I think I've ever heard anybody say. Devontae Adams looked at that man and told him, why didn't you go ask Cooper Cup for his jersey since that's who you want to be? Damn! I didn't hear that part. Yes. Oh, my God. So Devontae Adams told OBJ, go trade jerseys with Cooper Cup because that's who you want. Wow. But yeah. see, that just shows how much love Cooper Cup's getting now in the league is that he's getting up there in terms of recognition. And then a, a player as good as Devontae Adams saying that about Cooper Cup, that just tells me all I need to know about Cooper Cup. You know, But it also tells me everything I know I need to know about OBJ as well. You know what exactly. I mean? Um uh, I do find it funny because somebody had pointed this out to me the other day. Um, he, uh, they told me they said, "Hey, Town, don't you think it's kind of funny that um, <laughs> ever since Von Miller and OBJ joined the Rams, they haven't won a game?" I was like, "Yeah, they I mean, haven't, have they?" <laughs> I do find that weird. I do find it very, very weird. Um, but anyway, as far as the game goes, how did you feel about how did you feel about how the game went? I mean, I, I thought it was a good game. Um, excuse me. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I figured that the Packers was going to win. Um, the, the Rams, I don't know. Uh, they're they're trying to do what it seems like they're trying to do what Tampa Bay and Arizona have done. And but they they don't they don't have they just, the they're not gelling. There's there's one. Of, they're not gelling as well as the the players on the other two teams are. And maybe it's because like with the Bucks they have Tom Brady and like Tom Brady is that glue where he will like look at you and be like, all right you need to sit your ass down and shut up and listen because this is how the, the game plan works. Right. Um, and then over in Arizona, they have guys like a D hop, a JJ Watt, a AJ green, you know, the, these veterans that are, are well-respected veterans that will sit there and be like, okay, guys, we need, we need to take a step back, reassess the situation and say, you know, this is how the game plan works. They don't have that in, in LA. No, I, I guess don't. the closest thing that they, the, the closest that they would have to that would be Von Miller. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say so. Yeah. But he's only I mean, been there. I, I was just saying, but he's only been there two games. So he, he doesn't have the rapport with the other players yet. Right. To be able to be like, all right, sit down, shut up, and listen. Well, and considering that, and if you believe the rumors, Jalen uh, Jalen Ramsey is a bit of a hothead, um, you thinking maybe, 
I'm not saying it's a possibility, but maybe Ramsey and Von Von uh, Miller having some issues, and maybe you know this is my defense before you showed up, or even Aaron Donald in a sense, because Aaron Donald's not known to be a troublemaker. But are that because you, know, you have Aaron, a team that has Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, and Von Miller should not be giving up eighty, should not be giving up thirty six points to the Green Bay Packers, right? You know, as good as the Packers are, you shouldn't allow that many points. With those three great players, you know, and because they're they lead by example, <laughs> and you're supposed to gravitate toward these players, it's just it's just it's not working out for them right now, and I don't know why. Nevertheless, uh, but you know what? Good win by the Packers. They're nine and three on the season, so you know, good for them. Uh, so we're gonna move on to the next game: the San Francisco 49ers and the Minnesota Vikings. And this game was another one of those barn burner games uh, that literally could have went either direction. Um, and for a while, I mean, it was it was going back and forth for a while, and it almost turned into something. I mean, they kept on – everybody kept on fighting. Um, but in the end, the San Francisco 49ers won the game 34-26. to 26. Uh, Hit you with the stats real quick. Um, Kirk Cousins, uh, 238 yards and two touchdowns of interception. Justin Jefferson out of nowhere threw a touchdown, uh, th- not a touchdown pass, but he threw a 24 yard bomb. Um, uh, see, Dalvin Cook, 39 yards, not a big game like he had last time. Uh, Alexander Matt, Matt, uh, Madison uh, with 21 yards and a touchdown. Um, Jefferson was a leading receiver at 83 yards. Dalvin Cook also chipped in with another um, 64 yards. Adam Thielen had 62 and two touchdowns. Uh, Dalvin Cook did lose a fumble in this game, so that did hurt him. Harrison Smith with an interception. Um, you know, Harrison Smith also had 11 total tackles in this game. He led the team. Um, you know, so they definitely, you know, were in the thick of it. Um, and uh, the as far as the 49ers go, Jimmy G, you know, two, you know, 230 for um, a touchdown and an interception. Uh, Eli Mitchell ran all over the field, 133 yards and a touchdown. Dabu Sweeney had 66 yards and two touchdowns rushing in this game on top of uh, David Sweeney also catching the ball for 12 yards. But Brandon Alyuk, uh with uh, – what were we going to say? Uh, I, 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 you you mean Debo Samuel? Did I not say Debo Samuel? No, you said Debo Samuel. Yeah, you know, oh my you God! Said, you said Dabo, I said Dabo Sweeney. Sweeney. Oh my God! Yeah, uh, Dabo uh, Sweeney, Debo Samuel. Like I, I see Debo Samuel. My head was said Dabo Sweeney. I don't know why. Shout out to Clemson. Uh, not really. Yeah. Fuck them. They're in the ICC. Um, that being said, though, Debo Samuel, sixty-six rushing yards and two touchdowns on there top of the go. twelve-yard reception. There we go. Um, Brandon Alyak with uh, ninety-one yards. He was the leading receiver. Um, and uh, Eli Mitchell also kicked in with five receptions, thirty-five yards. Um, uh, Jawan Jen- uh, Jennings with 24 yards receiving and a touchdown. Um, uh, Aziz Al Shazair, I want to say that's how it's pronounced. For, uh-huh. Please forgive me. Um, with the interception as well in this game, uh, he also he also was their leading uh, defensive player with eight total tackles. Um, and Nick Bosa also again another person named Bosa is sacking a quarterback this week. So yeah, Nick Bosa also had a sack in this game. Um, how did you feel about this game in particularly um, with the 49ers coming away with the victory? Uh, I, I was actually kind of shocked. I, I, I thought Minnesota would win this, um, and and they didn't. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was uh, I was disappointed too. Yeah, I I, I thought that that uh, Minnesota would would pull this win out. I mean, 
you know the they've the, been looking good too they they have you know oh excuse me the week before they beat the the packers you know so they should have easily beat the 49ers but yeah you yeah know, but it, it, but it was close with the packers though yeah but it, and then it's you know any given sunday so right 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 yeah yeah but yeah, but I mean, either way, I mean, it, I thought I thought it was a good game all the way around. Forty uh, Nineers, good win for them, um, gets them back into the talk, into the mix in the NFC, um, at least a wild card spot, at least. Um, and now we go to the Sunday night main event: the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns. Baltimore pulled off the victory, sixteen to ten. My son really did uh, appreciate appreciated that one. Um, he fell asleep during the third quarter, um, so we he got up the next day, um, and he's like, "I was getting ready for school, and it's like, Daddy, can we can we can we watch the game?" I'm like, "You mean the highlights? Yeah, can we watch the highlights?" I'm like, um, I, "I guess we can. You got plenty of time because he was up a little bit early, and I'd normally leave take him to school around. You know, I'd make sure he gets to school at about seven o'clock." Um, Nevertheless, he sat down and we, it was like a 10 minute thing or whatever it was. Um, but he was watching, he was like, yeah, the Ravens won. I'm like, yeah, the Ravens won. Yay. I don't know why I'm, you know, but I'm happy. He's happy because he picked the team and I didn't think he'd be a fan of, you know, afterwards because I mean, he's a kid, but he likes what he likes. Not going to turn it against him. That being said, um, Baker Mayfield, uh, go with the Brown stats first. Baker Mayfield, uh, 247 yards and a touchdown in this game. He had an okay game. The Russian attack, though, my God, between, okay, if you, okay, Chip, would you believe me if I told you that Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb combined would go for 15 carries, 36 yards, and zero touchdowns? Would you believe me? No. It's And, then, and that's exactly what happened. One of the most piss-poor, pathetic performances of a rushing game that Cleveland has had in quite some time. Um, even in games that they lose, they have their, their running game is at least in the mix. They, the, the Baltimore Ravens defense, just shut this run game down completely. Uh, but you know, shout out former Dolphins Jar- Jarvis Landry, six receptions, 111 yards. Uh, David and Joku uh, with uh, three receptions, 35 yards, and a touchdown. Harrison Bryant with 50 receptions total. Uh, 50 receptions, 50 yards. I mean, he had 50 receptions. That'd be a, that'd be a hell of a game. That's um, a hell of a game. That's a hell of a game. That's a record breaker. Um, but no, but also Jarvis Landry and Baker Mayfield both lost fumbles in this game too. And, and you know what? I'll give credit where credit is due. Shout out to John Johnson, Ronnie Harrison, Des Ward, and to uh, Grant uh, Delpit. All of them with interceptions in this game. Um, and you know, Ronnie Harrison also had 14 total tackles. Anthony Walker had 12 total tackles. So, you know, so they were really putting in that work. Miles Garrett with, you know, five total tackles, a sack, and a, tack- and a tackle for a loss in this game. So they were trying. Um, but the Ravens, whew, man, got – Chip, if I told you that Lamar Jackson would only throw for 165 yards, one touchdown, and four interceptions, do you think he won the game? No. But he somehow won the game. That's, <laughs> not, that's what not, I'm saying. Like, this not, game was the bizarro game of – the week. The, dude, this may be the bizarro game of the season. I mean, the fact that the, the, the Ravens won by six, you know, held the held the held the Browns to ten points, and Lamar Jackson ran and Lamar, he also ran, he was a leading rusher at 68 yards. Uh Devontae Freeman only had 52. 
and Lamar Jackson, my God, man, four interceptions in this game. I don't know how the hell. Mark Andrews, shout out to him because he was workhorse of that. You know, four receptions, 65 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Hollywood Brown did have eight receptions with 51 yards. Um, but, I mean, I mean, zero interceptions by, the, you know, the Ravens. Um, Patrick King had eight total tackles. Marlon Humphreys had eight total tackles. Uh, you know, uh, Ty, uh, uh, Tyus Bowser with a sack. Um, Odell, um, uh, Odell, I'm sorry, Odaf, Odaf, Odif, Odafi, I'll say Odafi, uh, Odafi Owen with a, a, a sack in this game as well. Uh, Justin Tucker hitting three, uh, field goals might have something to do with the fact that they actually won this game. Um, because, I mean, that's nine points right there. Um, you know, nine, I mean, I mean, my God, this, again, a bizarre Sunday night football game. How did you feel about it? Uh, it was definitely a bizarre Sunday night football game. I mean, <laughs> I, that's the best I can say because, man, it was just, I don't know. Like like you said, you know, the the run game there was, for for the Browns, was almost non-existent. But then the the passing game for the, the Ravens was almost non-existent. Right. Uh, it was horrible, dude. Yeah. I don't know. The Ravens outran the Browns by 108 yards. And that's how they won. That's how they, they – yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and and time of possession too, man, 37 minutes to 22 minutes. I mean, that was that as well. Right. Uh, But then we go from there to another game, the Monday night main event, and this game – it really wasn't that fun to watch either. Even watching the highlights, I was like, eh, this, 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 this kind of sucks. Um, but we'll go ahead and we'll jump straight into it. Um, and I'm talking about the Washington football team beating the Seattle Seahawks 17-15. to 15. Uh, So it was a close game, so it wasn't like it was anything too terrible. But, you know, Russell Wilson did have a good game, 247 yards, uh, two touchdowns. Again, the rushing attack. Where the what the hell is up with it? Thirty-four yards rushing combined between Russell Wilson, Alex Collins, and DJ Dallas. Like I get they're down to like their fourth string running backs, but I mean, damn, really? On only thirty-four yards? Y'all got it. Y'all got to step it up. Now Tyler Lockett did have a good game. Thirty uh, uh, three receptions, ninety six yards. Uh, Gerald Everett with thirty seven yards and a touchdown. Fred Swan, Freddie Swan had uh, his only catch of the day was a thirty two yarder for the touchdown. Um, DK Metcalf was almost non existent. He was thrown to four times. Uh, only one reception, thirteen yards. Alex Collins also lost a fumble in this game. Now now Jamal Adams did get his interception. So there's that. Bobby Wagner and Jordan Brooks both had 14 tackles in this game. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was bad, man. And then you got the Washington football team, uh, Taylor Heineke, 223 yards and a touchdown did have the interception. Uh, JD McKissick with 30 yards and a, and, and a touchdown, but Antonio Gibson with 111 yards, total rushing. Uh, Terry McLaurin with 51 yards, uh, receiving was leading receiver. Deandre Carter with 42, um, and also, uh, J.D. McKissick also had a, a a receiving touchdown as well as a rushing touchdown. He also had uh, five receptions for 26 yards. Um, a lot of people, and Landon Collins, shout out to him. He was uh, the uh, the leading tackler with seven total tackles in this game. Uh, Carmen Curl also had a sack. Uh, Shaka Tony had a sack. 
Like, I mean, it was it was one of those games, man, where it was just like, I, I, again, I was listening to somebody on on uh, on the radio that uh, just the other day. Russell Wilson is playing like he doesn't want to be in Seattle anymore. There's been a lot of talk lately about Russell Wilson wanting to leave Seattle, uh, specifically because of you know he listed four his agent listed four possible uh, destinations that he would like to be traded to. Now that now if you know anything about agents and management and stuff like that, they don't tell the public anything that the player don't want them to tell them. You know what I mean? Right. That's the way the way it is. So if the so if your agent and your management group is telling everybody, hey, these are the four teams we'd like to be traded to, what does that tell you? I mean, I mean that it, tells me you don't want to be there anymore. Right. And I don't think he's want I don't think he's wanted to be there for a while. I think I think all of it kind of started uh and they were talking about it on a on a on a Undisputed. Uh our good old but our Uncle Shay Shay said that he thinks Ever since that Super Bowl, where they lost to the Patriots, it's been downhill ever since. Because, you know, when Russell Wilson threw that interception to Malcolm Butler, you know, he thinks maybe that was the the, the start of the downward spiral. Because after that happened, the Legion of Boom was pretty much gone, non-existent. You still had Tyler Lockett and, D- and, 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 uh, and Metcalf, but, you know, Beast Mode was gone. The Boom Legion of Boom was gone. You know, it was pretty much they relied on you. Now, the only good thing about that defense was still that Bobby Wagner was still there, which my personal opinion, I still think he's one of the best linebackers in the game right now. But, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say in Seattle right now, man. And I get that Wilson was hurt, you know, but, I mean, at some point you have to give off the impression you give a shit. You know what I mean? Um, How are you personally feeling about this one? Uh, so, so I, what's ironic is I I thought this was the third game of the week. Um, I thought this was actually a a pretty good game. Uh, it, it was kind of one of those dog fights uh, right. until the end, uh, which is which is what I prefer when it comes to um, games, right. So I, I thought this was actually a pretty good game, but I, I see where you know you're coming from with um, you know Russ not wanting to be there anymore. You know we're getting that information from his agent pretty much because you're right they they're not going to just leak this information if it's not what the player wants because essentially you know. That player, if you put some information out there that they're not wanting to have out there, then, you know, they're going to fire you. Right, right. You know, and considering that he's still with the same agency, that kind of lets me know, okay, you want you wanted this to be out there. So I don't know. Maybe it's something about maybe contract negotiations. You know, you want to re up your deal or something like that. You know, like if you really truly don't want me to leave, maybe keep me around, give me some more money or something. You know, make it worth my while to stay here. You know, right? But 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 but, but I don't know that to be a hundred percent fact. I mean, it is you know sports media. They could you know there's a whole lot of stuff that they could you know say or whatever. Exactly. Um, 
But that being said, that is the games for week 12, ladies and gentlemen. Before we jump on to week 13, we're going to go ahead and knock out the power rankings for this week. Bubba, you ready? Let's do it. All right. Now, let's go ahead and knock out our teams first. Uh, the Houston Texans dropped from 29 to 30. The Denver Broncos jump. Uh, I'm sorry, the Denver Broncos jump up four spots from 23 to 19, and the Miami Dolphins jump up six spots from 24 to 18. So good on you, boys. That being said, let's move to the top 10. You ready? And again, I I haven't looked at this, so I'm going to be just as surprised as you guys are. Um, At number 10, jumping up six spots this week, the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, wow. At number nine this week, jumping up four spots, the Baltimore Ravens. At number eight this week, dropping down three spots, the Dallas Cowboys. At number seven, jumping up eight spots, the Cincinnati Bengals. At number six, jumping up one spot, the Buffalo Bills. At number five, jumping up one spot, is the New England Patriots. At number four, staying at number four this week, the Kansas City Chiefs. At number three, staying at number three, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number two this week, dropping one, is the Arizona Cardinals. And number one, moving up one this week, was the Green Bay Packers. Um, how are you feeling about this one, Bubba? Uh, there was a lot of a lot of huge jumps. A lot of big leaps, exactly. Um, um, I don't know if I would take Cincinnati that high. I mean, I'd put them in the top ten, but I wouldn't put them above Dallas. I wouldn't put them above Baltimore. Um yeah, I mean, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't go that far with it. Uh, the the best I can say is this is a weird week for power rankings. Yeah, um, with with all the the like the the huge leaps, you know, six spots here, seven spots there, eight spots there, um, kind of deal. Like, uh, yeah. it, it it would take me more time than we have to to reevaluate it um so i'm just gonna let it go yeah let it go shut down uh, <laughs> that being said all right uh so before we get into that let's see let me find the uh standings let me go to the playoff picture and if we both got it up bubba i will hit the nfc let you hit the afc and then we'll go from there this is our playoff picture as of right now and here's the way it looks let's start off with the nfc Number one is the Arizona Cardinals, who were on by this, who 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 are going to be on by this upcoming week. I'm sorry, who were on by this week? I apologize. Um, who are at the number one spot? Number two is the Green Bay Packers. Number three is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number four is the Dallas Cowboys. Number five are the LA Rams. Number six is the San Francisco 49ers, and number seven is the Washington Football Team. Now, if the playoffs were to start today, Arizona would get the bye week. The Packers would play the foot, the Washington football team. The Buccaneers would play the 49ers. And the Cowboys would play the Rams. And the absolute worst team in the NFC this week is, of course, the Detroit Lions sitting at 0, 10, and 1. All right, so you got the uh, you got the AFC, Bubba? Yep, uh, AFC uh, coming in at 1 would be the Baltimore Ravens, 2, the New England Patriots, 3, the Tennessee Titans, 4, the Kansas City Chiefs. Five, the Cincinnati Bengals, six, the Buffalo Bills, and seven, the LA Chargers. Obviously, Baltimore would get the first round by. The Chargers would play the Patriots, the Bills would play the Titans, 
and the Bengals would play the Chiefs and the absolute worst team in the AFC currently is the Houston Texans. Even though it says Jacksonville Jaguars, but I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Uh, uh, 1A, 1A, 1B. I was going to say, what are you looking at? I'm looking at uh, NFL.com. Okay, so I, I use a website called Tankathon. Oh, okay, yeah. So, hey, we'll say, well, since you're on that website, uh, do you, do they have the updated draft order? The updated draft order goes: Detroit, Houston, Jacksonville, the New York Jets, the New York Jets, the Giants, the New York Giants, the Eagles, the Eagles, the uh, Panthers, Falcons, uh, Minnesota, New Orleans, Eagles, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Denver, Vegas, Washington, 49ers, or I'm sorry. Uh, Washington Chargers, Miami, Buffalo, Detroit, Cincinnati, Dallas, Kansas City, Tennessee, Tampa Bay, New England, Green Bay, Baltimore, and Arizona. Okay, so now they got Baltimore and Arizona in the Super Bowl right now. Well, I think Correct. I think it's still I think it's still is it still based off of? Um, well, no, it can't be based off of. Uh, uh, could it also be based off trades and also different things like that? And oh, because because you said because you said I think because you said New York twice in a row. You said Jets twice in a row. No, I did. Um, well, that's okay. because okay. So uh, the Jets would pick four and five because they have Seattle's. Uh, they have pick. Seattle's pick. That's right. The Giants right now would pick six and seven because they have Chicago's pick. Yeah. Uh, the Eagles would pick eight and nine because they have Miami's pick. Yep. Uh, so that's why that is. Uh, mm. The Eagles would then pick again at 14 because they also have Indianapolis's pick. Miami wow. wouldn't pick until 21 because they don't have their first round pick, but they have San Francisco's first round pick. Right. Uh, Detroit would pick at 23 because they have the Rams pick. Uh because, because of the of trade the, for Stafford. The, yeah. Right. So okay. that's why I said it that way, because those are the teams that are actually going to be picking, not, you know, okay. who should be there. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know. I found the way I thought you had, I thought you had a stutter for a second. I was like, why is he nope. double? Why is he repeating everything? But okay. I, I'll get you. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's weird though, that the jets, the giants and the Eagles all have like two picks in a row. In the same draft, like that's that that's that's crazy to me. Well, and it's it's based on like where everybody is sitting. So Seattle is sitting at four, and new the the Jets are sitting at five. But because of the trades from last season, you, you're getting these where people are picking back to back. You know the the Giants are are sitting at six, and the Bears are sitting at seven. But because of the trade, the Giants will pick two in a row. And that's if the draft happened today. Right. I mean, so. teams could get better. Teams could get healthy. Teams could get worse. Who knows? Right. Um, I, I don't know if Detroit can get any worse. Though. I really don't. Um, no. I, I mean, it could. I, I don't think it could get that worse. But anyway, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, Chip, let's go ahead and let's move on to week 13 and get these picks out the way. You ready? Let's do it. Uh, first right. up. Uh, first up, our Thursday nighter, we got the Dallas Cowboys versus the New Orleans Saints. Um, uh, 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 I'm going to go with the Cowboys to win this one. Uh, I, I probably shouldn't because they burned <laughs> me 
uh, a couple of weeks in a row. Uh, right. But I, I do think that they are a better team than New Orleans is right this this minute. Uh, right. Now, something will, could change tomorrow, but. Oh, yeah. You know. Maybe the good Saints team will show up, or maybe, you know, Taysom Hill might be the starter. I don't know. But they got to do something. They got to get rid of Trevor Simeon. Um, that being said, though, yeah, I'm also going to go with Dallas to win this one. It's Thursday night. The bright lights are on. It's on Fox. It's on the NFL Network. It's on Amazon Prime. You know, Jerry Jones loves a little spotlight here and there every once in a while. But they still got to go out and play hard. And if there's a team that they need to make a statement win against, it needs to be the Saints. So I'm going to go ahead and say Dallas is going to do that and go for them to win. Yep. Uh, Rogers got New Orleans winning this. I, I, why, did I, why did I not know that? What's his infatuation with New Orleans? I, I don't know because he's been picking them a lot here lately. Uh huh. Or is it just a hatred for Dallas? Uh, it may just be a hatred for Dallas. I'm not positive. Uh, yeah. But we will see. Uh, we gotta keep up, it funky like a monkey, baby. <laughs> yeah. Next up, we got the Tampa Bay Bucks versus the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Bucks to win this one. Um, I mean, it's not out of the question for Atlanta to win this one because they they usually play the Bucks close. Uh, I just don't see it happening. Right. I. I think they will play them close because Atlanta and Tampa Bay always play close games. Um, see, and the, see, that's what I like about this week is that a lot of the games this week are rivalry games, so they'll put forth that extra effort. Right. Um, so, but yeah, I'm definitely going to say that Tampa Bay is going to win. I think it's going to be close, but I think Tampa Bay is going to pull off the victory. All right, Rogers also going with Tampa Bay to win this one. Next up, we got the Arizona Cardinals versus the Chicago Bears. Uh, I'm gonna go with the the Cardinals. I just can't pick the Bears right now for no. anything. So. Although I do think, uh, here's the thing: it's in Chicago, and the last time they played in Chicago, there was a fire Nagy chant. Yes, from the stands. Now, here, I think it's and again, I I've said that I think this is gonna be Matt Nagy's last year, and I thought that he was gonna be the first coach fired, which. Technically, he could still be the coach, the first coach that's fired. And I know people could say, well, what about John Gruden? Now, he resigned. That's that. That's different. Um, but I, 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 I think if they lose this game, it's not going to affect him too much because it is the Arizona Cardinals. They're the, they're the number 1A, 1B best teams in the league. Um, so I don't think it's going to hurt him that much. I think it just depends on can he stay competitive with them. If he can't stay competitive with the Cardinals – then that's when the fire Nagy chance are going to start again. Uh, if the Cardinals come out to like a twenty-one to nothing lead in like the first half, then then, then there might be some chanting going on. Um, nevertheless, though, I got the Cardinals to win this one. All right, Roger also has the Cardinals to win this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, we got the the L.A. Chargers versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Whew. I'm going to go with the Bengals to win this one. I uh, I think they have the better team. They definitely are coming, you know, uh, off the 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 better win. Uh, I mean, the Chargers uh, they lost last week anyway. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
yeah, they lost to the Broncos. Uh, and I think the uh, the Bengals are a better team than the Broncos. Um, so I'm going to go with the Bengals to win this one. I got the Bengals winning this one. Uh, excuse me. I do think that it's going to be a clash of uh, styles in a sense. Um, you got the young dynamic team in the uh, uh, Bengals, who, and, and they do have some veteran presence. Um, and you have the Chargers team, which is kind of a, which is a lot of old players, except for their young rookie quarterback and Justin Herbert. Um, right. Which I think the which I think Joe, I think uh, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert are going to see a lot of each other in their careers because I think that's one of those marquee matchups for the future that their people that people are going to want to see. Um, even though I think Justin Herbert might be a better quarterback overall than. Joe Burrow, I think Joe Burrow has the better team overall right now. Definitely the better defense, um, for sure. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna just just based off of that, I'm gonna go with the Bengals to win this one. All right, Rogers also going with the Bengals to win this one. Uh, hey. Next up, we've got the Minnesota Vikings versus the Detroit Lions. I, I'm not even gonna. There's no way I can attempt to make a case for nope. the, the Lions. So I'm going with Minnesota. Minnesota. I, I mean, I'm not gonna waste my breath. Minnesota. All right. Uh, Roger also has Minnesota. Next, if up, you did, I figured he was gonna say Detroit just to fuck with us. <laughs> I mean, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. Nope. Uh, next up, we got the New York Giants versus the Miami Dolphins. We briefly touched on this earlier. I think the Dolphins win this one. Um, also, uh, I, I do know that Daniel Jones is uh, dealing with an injury, so there is that. Right. I definitely. I mean, again, this it, it's 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 a logical pick, but it's also a homer pick too. Dolphins to win this one. It's in Miami, so yeah, I'm gonna definitely say that they're gonna win this one. All right, Rogers going also going with Miami to win this one. Um. Next up, we got the Philadelphia Eagles versus the New York Jets. Um, this one's kind of a, an anomaly to me. Uh, okay. The, the Jets have won some games that they shouldn't have won. Uh, and the Eagles have lost some games they should have won. Um, it, it, this is kind of a toss-up. I'm going with the Eagles to win this, but I, I I would not be surprised in the least if the Jets win it and win it in dominating fashion. I don't know about dominating fashion. I think they could win, but I don't know about dominating fashion. The Eagles have a better chance to win in dominating fashion, I think. Um but I do think I think it's going to be closer than what people think it is. Uh-huh. Um, I got the Eagles to win, but like what you said, if the Jets win, it, it won't surprise me because the Eagles are kind of anemic. They don't really know what team they want to be from week to week. Um, I, I know one thing: if Jalen Hurts plays the kind of game he played against the Giants, they, they're not winning. So hopefully he has a better game. Hopefully he has a bounce back game against the Jets. I'm hoping that that's what it is. So and by the right. way, fuck the Jets. But anyway, go. Ahead. <laughs> Uh, next up we got the uh indianapolis colts versus the houston texans uh the homer in me wants to say that that houston comes in and does to indianapolis what they came in and did to tennessee the realist in me says indianapolis wins this one all day long 
Indianapolis is going to win the game. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Roger also is going with Indianapolis. Um, next up, we got the Washington football team versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, both teams coming off of big wins. You know, Vegas beating the Cowboys on Thursday night football. Uh, and then Washington beating Seattle on Monday night football. Um, I think... Personally, I think Washington is going to win this one. Uh, they, they they continue to surprise people, and they continue to do uh, really well. Uh, so I think they can beat the Raiders this week, uh, but I think it's going to be a very close game. I think it's going to be close to um, both teams are young. Both teams, um, especially Washington, they do got some good veteran presence on that team as well, but so does the Raiders. It wouldn't surprise me if Washington won, but I'm not quite sure I'm ready to make that leap just yet. Okay. I think I'm gonna go with a, I'm think I'm gonna go with the uh, Raiders to win this one. All right. Rogers also going with the Raiders to win this one. So uh I don't mind being an odd man out here. That's cool. Uh, next up, we got the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars versus the L.A. Rams. Um, you know, <laughs> I I picked the Rams to win, uh, but uh, it would not surprise me in the least if Jacksonville has won this, considering the... Um, the uh the, the uh, I lost track of thought there for a second um it wouldn't surprise you if Jacksonville won because because the Rams haven't won a game since signing uh Miller and OBJ yeah you know, well there's yeah, there's that anomaly there Right. I mean, I w- you would like to think that the Rams would just walk all over the Jaguars. I don't think they'll walk all over them, but I mean, I still got them winning. Even even with the Rams, even if they have a subpar performance, I still think they can beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, but then again, I also right. thought the same thing about the, the Buffalo Bills and the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, held them to six points. Um but no, nah, nah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the safe bet. And I'm gonna go with the Rams. All right, um, Rogers also going with the Rams. Okay. All right. Next up, we got the Baltimore Ravens versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, this, uh, yeah, I was gonna say the Steelers are in complete and utter shambles right now, um, and Baltimore seems to be clicking. Uh, not on all cylinders, but on more cylinders than the Steelers are. So for that, I'm going Baltimore. Right, me too. Baltimore is all the way. Rogers also going Baltimore. Um, next up, we have the uh, San Francisco 49ers versus Seattle Seahawks. Um, we we know the Seahawks 
aren't doing good. They're, they're, you know, just, just not working. They're not clicking. Hmm. I, I don't know exactly what is going on there, but the 49ers seem to be working uh, and clicking on more cylinders than the Seahawks uh, for lack of a better uh, analogy. Uh, So I'm going with the 49ers to win this one. I got the 49ers to win this one too. Seattle's Seattle's damn near close to rebuild mode anyway. Um, And if the rumors are true that Russell Wilson wants out, chances are he's probably just going to wing this game. Um, Just go in there and go through the motions and, San Francisco, I think, wants to get back atop of the uh, the NFC uh, West. Um, obviously, the Cardinals are a damn good team right now, so they're not going to be getting there anytime soon. Um, but if they can make a wild card spot, I think that they can do a lot of damage in the postseason. So I'm going to go with the 49ers. All right. Um, both Roger and I also have the 49ers. Uh, next yeah. up, we got the, the Denver Broncos versus the Kansas City Chiefs. In your Sunday night main event. Sorry. <laughs> nope. You're you're 100% right in the Sunday night main event. Um, I'm going to go with the Chiefs to win this one. Okay. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's one of those. Uh, I think they're the better team. It's going to be a close one for sure, mm-hmm. but I think the Chiefs win this one. I'm about to blow your mind. Okay. I'm going to go out on a limb. I, th- I think the Broncos are going to do the upset. I think that the Broncos uh, have shown over the last couple of weeks that they can hang with teams. Um, I think that they're going to have a tough mountain to climb with Kansas City, but as we all know, Kansas City does have weaknesses that they can't exploit. Um, can they exploit those weaknesses? Can they rattle Mahomes enough to where he makes poor decisions? Um, I think if they can do that, they can win the game. And I'm going to go out on the limb and say I'm a, I got Denver winning this one. All right. Uh, now I'm going to blow your mind and tell you that Roger has Kansas City winning this one. Wow. Uh, okay. I, I think he has effectively. Matter of fact, let's see. Yes. <laughs> One. Go back through the timeline. Check. <laughs> I, I am. He, he, week two, Denver. Week three, Denver. Week four, he picked Denver. Denver. Week five, he picked Denver. Denver. Week six, he picked Denver. Week seven, he picked Denver. Week eight, he picked Denver. Week nine, he mm, did not pick Denver. Did they play that week? No, I think that was their bye week. Week nine, I think it was their nope. bye week. <laughs> he picked. He picked Dallas to beat Denver. Okay, he picked Dallas to beat Denver. Okay. It, it, in Denver, actually. Oh, yeah, because I was shocked. <laughs> yep. Uh, week 10, he picked Denver. Denver. Week 11, he picked not Denver because that was their bye week. 
Week 12, go. he picked Denver. So this is only the, the third time he has not picked Denver this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so so uh, I picked Denver for you, buddy. <laughs> that's right. Uh, we're going to move on to our Monday night main event in what I think is going to be game of the week. Okay. Um, the New England Patriots versus the Buffalo Bills. Um, I, I I just think there's, first of all, it's a rivalry game. Secondly, uh, both teams, uh, I, I, definitely the Patriots are clicking on all cylinders. Um, the Bills seem to have found that groove again. Uh, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Patriots to win this one. Ah, uh, you know what? Just to be contrary, I think Buffalo is gonna win. Um, I mean, it's gonna be cold. It's gonna be in Buffalo. It's in December. We might get some snowy snows. Monday night football in the snow. It's always a pleasant thing. I don't know for for some reason I like watching football in the snow. It, it gives it a different feel to it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, you know, like anytime I'm watching like like, a, like an outdoor sport, like football. I mean, obviously they don't do it for soccer or baseball. At least I don't think they do it for soccer. Uh, I know they don't do it for baseball. Um, but anytime you have like that winter cold, that snow or that that hard rain where you know it's just you know you're you're down in the muck and the mud. You're you know you're fighting you know for survival and they'll try to get the win. Like that's the type of shit that you know. I remember one game. Well. Actually, let me take that back because one of the worst games I ever watched was a rainy game, and it was between the Miami Dolphins and the Pittsburgh Steelers. That Monday night horror story, um, where the dude—I um, don't remember who the punter was for for the Pittsburgh Steelers—but he punted the ball, and the ground was so wet and so muddy that when the ball hit the ground, it just stuck there. It didn't bounce at all. It just got stuck in the mud. Oh, um, I remember that. Yeah, that was a game. I think the final score was three to nothing, and it was a field goal in the fourth quarter. I think is what it was. That game was horrible. Uh, but no, um, but I think that I think the Bills have a good chance. I think that I, I definitely think that New England's running on all cylinders right now, and I think that they definitely have the momentum going into this game. But as we've known, Buffalo has the ability to pull out wins. And really make people pay for them, you know. Especially if they have a bad game, uh, we, you know, we make up for it next one. Um, and I mean, it's 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 not like the Patriots are unbeatable. They've lost four games this season, so right. Um, I'm a, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna go with my head here. I'm gonna go with uh, Buffalo to win this one. All right, uh, Roger is also going buff with Buffalo to win this one. So okay, uh, yeah. All right, so before we wrap up, which game? I think you already said it. Uh, the game of the week. Which games you think are going to be? Or give me, give me your three games of the week. This three, week. three games of the weeks. Okay. Um, so obviously, uh, Pat's Bills. Pat's Bills. Um, I'm going to go Washington and Raiders. Okay. Um, and Broncos Chiefs. Yeah, I was gonna go like mine, um, mine in order. Um, I think it's Patriots, Bills, Broncos, Chiefs, 
And I don't know, the, the Buccaneers-Falcons game intrigues me for whatever reason. It, that, that tree, it, Also, Chargers-Bengals intrigues me as well. I kind of want to see what happens with that with the two young quarterbacks. That definitely intrigues me. So, right. Uh, that being said, though, ladies and gentlemen, that is all the time we have for this episode of Are You Ready for Some Football? If you guys well, agree with us, disagree with us, oh, go ahead. Will you guys something I, else? I, well, yeah, yeah, we, we uh, missed hitting on one thing. Uh, if you okay, didn't hear us talk about your team, that's because the Browns, the Packers, the Titans, and the Panthers are all on bye this week. And three of those four teams definitely need a bye. Um, yes. They need to get their shit together. That being said, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning into this episode of Are You Ready for Some Football? Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you guys want to uh, debate us, if you want to provide your own picks, if you guys want to send us your picks and we can read them on the very next episode, you know, let us know. Get at us um, on our all of our social media platforms. Um, you know, Movement Radio uh, on Facebook, Movement Radio fan page. Go check it out. Got a whole lot of cool stuff going on over there. A lot of cool shit coming down the pike from Movement Radio. Um, got a whole lot of cool stuff we're fixing to talk about fixing to discuss got some cool topics coming up this upcoming uh week uh we just dropped the hauntings of uh wyoming this past week um hope you guys give that a good listen and uh uh we got we got a lot of cool stuff coming up and we are we're looking forward to it uh chip anything you want to say before we bounce out here tonight as always check out movementradio.us that is your one-stop shop for all things movement radio Shout out to our good buddy Sean Thompson at Thompson Personal Training. Go check him out on his uh, Facebook page, Thompson Personal Training. He's got all of his prizes and listings are there. Um, does a real good job. Helps a whole lot of people out. Uh, go give him a check. Uh, go check him out. Um, also, shout out to our good friends Jerry and Jennifer over at the Chronic Conversation Podcast. Shout out to uh, Andrew and Sean at the Warrior Workout Network. Shout out to our good buddy Ivan Montanez, twitch.tv slash Unleashed Demon. Shout out to our good buddy Sean at uh movies i should watch or is that the name of it should i watch that is that, should is that the I correct watch one that. yes should i watch that yeah i'll get it i'll get it right eventually sean please don't hurt me uh, <laughs> that being said though again ladies and gentlemen thank you guys so much we love you we appreciate you guys Nineteen thousand downloads we couldn't have done it without you guys and we definitely do appreciate it we'll see you guys next time on another episode of are you ready for some football let's hit them with the outro Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel and subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. And once again, check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. And I am Talon Williams. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.